I don't even know anymore. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, we have a heck of a ball game to go over. Tigers drop a the series finale, the season finale, actually, to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, by a score of 8-4 to four on Wednesday night. Now, just if, if you didn't watch the game and you're just like, oh, 8-4, to four, we've been bad all year. We lost another game by a decent amount. That makes sense. And you move on with your, with your life. I envy you because I think that I, how do I, I'm kind of speechless I'm somewhat speechless. I don't know what I just watched. And I think there's a legitimate argument that I would have been better off not having known of this game's existence. I think that's a legitimate argument that I could make to myself. And, you know, the bad teams find ways to lose. That's what bad teams do. They find ways to lose. And the good teams find ways to win. You know that feeling you get? I've talked about this before in this season. That feeling you get when your team is good. Like, remember the the 2013 Tigers? And it was just a juggernaut, right? And every single night, they didn't go undefeated, obviously. But every single night, you felt as if, even if we were losing, okay, this is under control. We're the better team on the field right now. We're, we're the better team on the field. And even if we we don't come back, okay, we're expecting to win. That's what I'm trying to say. The expectation was victory. The feeling you had, whether it was the first inning, the fifth inning, the ninth inning, and no matter what the score was in those three innings, was we're going to find a way to win this game or we're going to be in control and just win this game. The last six years have been the opposite where nearly every night with the exception of 2021, nearly every night you go out there and while you're watching this team, you think, okay, how is this? How are we going to lose this game? And this year, it hasn't been as dramatic as it has in years past. Like, 2019 was was a beautiful display of just how to lose as many baseball games as possible. It was actually somewhat entertaining because they would just find the most ridiculous ways to lose. This year, the offense has been so bad, and the bullpen has been pretty good so there hasn't been these these like magical implosions outside of a few Gregory Soto performances. There haven't been these like, oh my goodness, they're finding new ways to lose games. It's just like 
no, they're bad, and they don't really get put themselves in positions to even be ahead really ever. This game was miraculous. This was was beautiful for all the wrong reasons. I, I, I could go on for half an hour just using single word adjectives to describe this game and, and how just incredible of an implosion it truly was. And the thing is, it I don't even think this one was like, oh, the Tigers suck and, and that's just what happens. Like, there was a lot of bad luck in play in this game. A lot of bad luck. And I and I don't, you know, I can already always be in a home or whatever. Objectively, we'll go over it. Objectively, a lot of bad luck in this game. So it's not as much me having the mindset of like, oh, we're gonna lose, or how are we gonna blow this game? Because and, and as I'm watching this implosion, I'm not like, oh my goodness, this team sucks. When I was watching the eighth inning of Wednesday night's game, my mindset was more along the lines of that's about right. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, this team is terrible and, and, and oh, we, we deserve all of this. And yeah, this was bound to happen. Like it, it wasn't that it was, it was, this is super on brand the most on-brand thing maybe to happen all year because it shouldn't have been that bad. Nothing this year was supposed to be that bad. Nothing was supposed... It is worst-case scenario across the board. Everybody. Literally everyone. It's worst-case scenario. If you were to make... Your, we're doing this over at Lockdown Red Wings... But if you were to make going into the season your best and worst case scenario for every player, nearly every player on the offensive side of the ball especially, there's some bullpen pieces that have absolutely been great and uh, a lot of filler pitchers that have really stepped up and been great too. But it's between the injuries on the pitching side and just the the, the worst career year from every single hitter on, on the offensive side of the ball, it's been about a worst case scenario season. And in the eighth inning, that was one of the most insane displays of Murphy's Law I think I've ever seen on a baseball diamond. Because again, it wasn't like they were horrible pitches or, or the Tigers were, were just throwing the ball down the middle and getting rocked. It's not like they were throwing meatballs up at the plate and, and it's not like the pitches were all terrible it's not like the defense completely choked. Like it, it was just a lot of BABIP and everything that could have possibly have gone wrong did. And it was, it was miraculous. And at the end of the day, again, when you can't stop the bleeding, bad teams find a way to lose more times than not. Let's just go over. In this eighth inning, okay, we're, we're going to talk about the exit velocities for what happened, okay? This is the exit velos for the Cleveland Guardians. They had a 98-mile-an-hour single from Miles Straw, okay? That one had an expected batting average of 400, legit hit. 
After that, we have Stephen Kwan's double, which was 76, 77 miles an hour off the bat, a 42-degree launch angle. That is an expected batting average of 0.90. An 0.90 expected batting average. It's a double. Then you have Ahmad Rosario, 65 mile an hour off the bat, right? 280 expected batting average. Then you have J-Ram, 696 exit velo, a 50 degree launch angle. That is a 140 expected batting average. Oscar Gonzalez, his double, was 94 off the bat, but it was a 33 degree launch angle. That is a routine fly out more times than not. It was an 080. That's the lowest one yet. Expected batting average. And then Owen Miller's was was hit hard and on the ground and right where they ain't. That one was pretty legitimate. 950 XBA on that one. So so no Babip, whatever with that one. But I I it's just for an entire with all with two outs and for an entire like half of a lineup. They just consistently had like four or five of the luckiest at-bats that just happened to string together all with two outs after a drop third strike. And I don't mean lucky in the sense of like Cleveland didn't deserve to win or whatever, okay? I'm, I'm not the, – the Tigers are not good. That That's fine. I don't care about another loss. I, I really don't. I'm pretty numb to losing at this point. It's just the ways in which they lose. You know what? They're creative. They're a creative bunch. And again, I'm not really sure this is a fault of anybody's. And and sure, you could have gotten swings and misses and struck people out, and that would have stopped the bleeding for sure. But uh, at some point, you just got to shrug your shoulders and go, you know what? That's That's about right. And that's what I did. Unbelievable eighth inning. Okay, let's talk uh, about the game itself. We're going to talk about Daniel Norris. We'll talk about some of the offensive. Uh, what, what's the, I just totally lost my train of thought. Offensive standouts, that's the word. Um, but first, I got to tell you all about driving sober. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start heading out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You even kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers in our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two, Locked on Tigers. Thank you for making us your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we have some roster moves uh, I also want to go over. I think we'll save those for the end, probably. I think that makes the most sense. We'll talk about the game, get as much of the game notes as we want out of the way. Then we do have some, uh, yeah, 
some some stuff in the roster and injuries, and we'll talk about Scooble and everything. Um, okay, so four runs is not the worst thing in the world, a- and it was on five hits. This wasn't the worst offensive performance we've ever seen, and there are some st- again standouts. I don't know why I can't remember that word today, but there are are some some people we need to talk about here. Uh, for starters, Riley Green, 0 for again, does draw a walk, his first walk, and I think somebody said 55, 56 plate appearances. One of a huge drought uh, without drawing a walk. Drew a walk tonight. His OPS is still down to under 610 now. Um, I, again, still hold the belief that that he will be fine. He's an incredible talent. Um, I, I do also think that there will, by game 162, he will probably not be uh, leading off every day still, but I like getting him a lot of at bats and I still fully believe in him. This is not something I'm going to waver on. It doesn't matter how poor he does actually for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm not going to waver on my stance of Riley green. I have watched hours and hours of and hours of this dude play, play baseball. He is a, an incredible talent. It'll come around. Uh, I know that, that, you hear me say that, and and a lot of you probably are are upset, or and I totally understand because that's been said about a lot of people this year, and pretty much nobody has lived up to what we expected out of them going into the year. So I, I totally get um, kind of having a reservation on that, but I I I, I assure you, Riley Green is is, is going to be incredibly good. It's just that he stopped being patient at the beginning. Uh, when he first got called up, he was mixing a lot of walks in, right? Uh, his first, whatever, 10 games, he had a lot of walks. Uh, he's been swinging a lot more freely lately, chasing a lot more pitches out of the zone. Um, I don't know if it's a, a just a mindset thing or if it's part of development or what, but he is swinging way more outside of the strike zone. And uh, that has been the biggest and most obvious reason for his decline here. Javi Baez with a hit. Harold 0 for 2, then leaves with a thumb injury, I believe it was. Thumb or wrist? Thumb, I think. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. There's nothing. I'm recording this right after um, Hinch's postgame presser. Uh, there's no update at that time. Kerry Carpenter 0 for 2, uh, but with a sack fly and a walk. Again, he looks so good at the plate. Even the the, the balls that, that he's not getting on base on, even the at-bats that he's not getting on base on. Uh, I mean, no strikeouts tonight. He just looks so phenomenal at the plate. And I honestly expect him to continue to move up in the lineup. I, I would like to see him, uh, what did he bet tonight, six? Five? He bet five tonight? One, two, three, four. He did. He batted fifth tonight. Good for him, man. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him batting fifth uh, the rest of the year. And if he stays hot, you know, when you get into September 10th or 11th or 17th, 18th, whatever day it is, goodness gravy, um, I'm okay with moving him up into the top four in the lineup, honestly, if it's sustainable. I don't want you to rush anything. Do whatever. I I trust Hinch's development strategy with with that. But, uh, yeah, I'm totally cool with him batting fifth for the foreseeable future. He is – it's really sad that he's been in the majors for, what, less than a week. Um, and I'm saying this, but I think he's comfortably taking the most competitive bats at bats on the team. I don't think it's even particularly close. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some guys 
Eric Haas had a knock tonight. That was good. He continues to be pretty solid since mid-June. Jonathan Scope, 0 for, nothing really new there. Cody Clemens, 0 for 4 with 2Ks. Um, I am not – I mean, the injury situation, maybe it'll be different, but uh, based on per, pure performance, um, I'm not sure how many more days Cody Clemens has left on the Major League roster. He is currently at a 120 176 253 slash line that's a 429 ops uh and he just i mean pretty close to the most most uncompetitive at bats of the night um pretty much every night and and just needs to really i don't know if it's a confidence thing get back uh because he was mashing the ball in triple a so i don't know if it's just a, a get your confidence back and come back up thing or what but um has not looked very good at the dish recently and then I kill by do with a base knock and then a couple of K's. So, um, I don't know. I sh- sure. Okay. So that's pretty much it for the offense as a whole. I think that this team took solid at bats for the first, like not even the first, cause I think the first time through the lineup was actually really uncompetitive. The second and third time through the lineup, I thought was competitive. The last time through the lineup wasn't. And the first time wasn't. But the middle times through the line of war, that was my assessment of this offensive performance. I would love a couple of games where maybe we just have consistently competitive and good ABs. I would love for that. But I don't think we're going to get that for the remainder of the year, to be honest with you. I think that ship is pretty much sailed. So there you go. There's your offensive breakdown. Four runs. I mean, that's a million to this team. So I, I think that uh, it was at least a nice – we scored in three innings. I mean that that's uh that's a major accomplishment, like I said. So um that's very heavy sarcasm. I don't actually think that's a major accomplishment. I just want to avoid those DMs as quickly as possible. Okay, let's get to the pitching side of things. Daniel Norris started this game in 2022. Daniel Norris starts for the Detroit Tigers, goes five innings, four hits, one run, two walks, four Ks. Uh, who doesn't like Daniel Norris? You know, like who doesn't love Daniel? So Cool, cool to see him go out there and and put a really solid effort. Uh, Should have gotten the win. Really unfortunate that uh, the team did what they did, and he's not going to be able to to get the win there. Um, but has a sub one ERA as a Detroit Tiger. Um, look, the the biggest thing with him still is and has has always been command. Uh, he his. He, he throws the ball all over the place. And tonight it was effectively wild enough to only give up one run in five innings. And that's great. Um, four K's on seven whiffs, not fantastic by any four K's in five innings is solid. Those seven whiffs is not anything amazing. Um, average exit velocity, 87 miles an hour. Fine. See uh, SW percentage of 27%. Again, fine. Pretty, pretty middle of the road there. I, I mean, like, it was a fine performance. It just it, it always comes back to command, and and he still is all over the place, like like he is. And again, he missed in spots that didn't cost him on Wednesday night. He he, he missed in the zone and other. You know, he's trying to go low left corner, went low right corner, got a ground ball out of it instead of a swing and a miss like he was trying to get. Or, uh, you know, he, he didn't miss and hang anything too brutally. So, uh, it you know. Sure, sure. Like, it was a fine performance. I, I, I Daniel Norris is not going to be in this rotation next spring. So, like, I'm not 
getting too worked up or looking too in-depth on, on Daniel Norris's performances every time out, but we need innings from somebody and uh cool story. Sure. Yeah. The slider looks pretty good today. Uh, I thought the curveball, the six times that he threw it was actually like a really good kind of uh, change of pace pitch. I, I really liked it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I was very fine and, and very, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it is, what's the word I'm thinking of? It is, Okay, I'm not going to sit here and just think of the word. It, it's it reminds me of old times seeing Danny Norris back on the mound again. Nostalgic, that's the word. Goodness. All right, let's get to uh, our our last break here, and then we will talk about the bullpen because we do still unfortunately have to talk about that, and then we'll talk about some roster moves. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Liver Health Formula. Did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's. One sec metabolic furnace i've been saying it wrong this whole time and uh at tom in ohio on twitter corrected me and uh, gave me a nice compliment said he's a big fan of the show and corrected my pronunciation so thank you metabolic not metabolic metabolic furnace it's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat burning metabolism that makes sense metabolism But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. And now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into toxin flushing and fat burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low energy all the time. And best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of our show, you can try liver health formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula, Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. And shout out Tom in Ohio. Okay, we're back. Segment three here, Locked on Tigers. Let's talk about what do we want to talk about? Let's just talk about the bullpen and then we'll get to Scooble and Erod and everything. Um, Jose Cisnero, one inning, one hit, uh, one run was not earned, one walk and one strikeout. A lot of ones there. The ones are wild. Um, this is like, I don't even know how I want to word this. He's a, he's a one nine three ERA on the year. Um, and he hasn't looked that good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think he's looked very, very effective. And, and I don't think he's looked nearly as good as he has uh, in 2020 and 2021. His command is, he, he's really struggling with command and uh, it's, it's something that he needs to work on. And, and it honestly makes me question what his future is with the team come this off season, because it, he does not look the same whatsoever. The velocity is still down, not as significant as it was when it first came back, but it is still objectively down, 
almost a mile an hour across the board on most pitches. Um, the, the command is, is, is really kind of all over the place, to be honest with you. Um, he just doesn't look like the same pitcher that he did last year and, and two years ago when he's been, like I said, probably our, our best reliever in our pen for, for those two years. So uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. And I, I don't know. I, I don't look at the one nine three RA and get like a huge boat of confidence when he enters the game and they show his stats. Like I, I don't know. He is not, uh, he has not impressed me personally yet this season, but there's still a month and a half left. And uh, if he flips a switch and just goes back to what he was, then, you know, all is, I don't want to say all is forgiven. That makes it sound really personal when it's not. Um, then uh, then I, I will reconsider what I think we might do with him this offseason, I guess. Will Vest, one inning pitched, uh, clean inning with a strikeout. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought the command was the best it has looked in a while. There was still a couple of misses in there, but 13 pitches. The slider was really effective. I, I was pretty impressed with him. The velocity was up on him, too. I, I, I don't know if he was just adrenaline or what, but he was pumping the ball in there. Uh, topped out at like 97 at one point with a heater. Andrew Chafin. Okay, so this is ridiculous. I, I mean, like he strikes out the side and gives up three runs. I, look, I, I don't – and like we, we went over how ridiculous all the hits were too. Like they were just blue hits that shouldn't have even been hits. I, I don't I don't pin this on on Andrew Chafin. I, I really don't. I I don't really know if I really even pin this loss on anybody. It's just like it's the Detroit Tigers. And, and like in 2022, this is what happens to the Detroit Tigers. That that's I guess that's my mindset towards it. Seriously. I I, I don't I don't need a scapegoat to go to bed at night. Like a lot of people have to find like, oh, whose fault is it exactly? I this team is gonna lose over a hundred. This is just one of many losses. I, that's just who the team is this year. And that might sound like super like down, but it that's that's my mindset. And that, that's the reality of the situation, unfortunately. So I, I actually thought Chafin looked pretty good, to be honest with you. He, he, uh, he was getting swings and misses when it mattered. Uh, I, I thought his command was pretty solid. Uh, I thought that he was inducing soft contact. I, I thought he was hitting his spots. I was not... Uh, unimpressed with Andrew Chafin at all. Alex Lane came into the game, obviously then just poured on. Um, Lang, uh, again, this is Alex Lang's, he gave up three runs on four hits. His average exit velocity for his outing, four balls put in play, was 79.7 miles an hour. That was the average exit velocity of Alex Lang's outing. As a whole, again, four hits. Like, I, I, <laughs> um, his command certainly should could, blah blah blah. His command certainly could have been better. Um, I, I'm not going to come on here and say that anybody had like a lights out, incredible, unbelievable performance, but, um, you know, we're a drop third strike away from talking about a win and talking about Andrew Chafin's inning being one inning pitched, no hits, no runs, no walks, struck out the side rather than two-thirds of an inning, two hits, three earned runs, no walks, and still struck out the side. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. All right, I'm done talking about this game. Let's talk about uh, Tarek Skubal. He officially had surgery. He had 
uh, flexor tendon surgery. If that sounds familiar, it should, because that is the surgery that Matthew Boyd had. Matthew Boyd had it at the end of last season and was set to come back in the middle of this season. He had a couple of setbacks and that kind of went off the rails this season. We kind of almost became a lost season for Boyd. I I hope that he can kind of um, land on his feet a little better, but um, regardless, the original timeline was uh, like, like mid season for Boyd to come back. And that's what Scoobles getting in mid August. So there is no timetable on. I'm not a doctor. I All I have to base this off of is what I saw Matt Boyd go through 12 months ago with the same thing. So I'm not going to come on here and, and try and speculate a timeline. I'm just giving you the only other instance I've seen in recent Tigers memory and what their timeline was. So there you go. Um, there will be updates, I'm sure, a plethora of them. He posted on Instagram that uh, he, he had gone under surgery and and made it very apparent multiple mentioned multiple times in the post that he would be back in 2023 specifically so his he's certainly eyeing it that might just be the competitor in him uh but he's certainly eyeing to pitch a a decent amount in the 2023 season so we'll see how that works out um we'll talk about that i guess more at length uh down the road we have a day off tomorrow maybe we'll t- i don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow I-, I don't know we have a day off i haven't decided yet we'll figure it out though it'll be a good show as i hope it always is um then we have erod erod's back erod is back aj hinge said he spent a quote significant amount of time on the phone with him he's doing great and preparing to start for us this weekend so there you go erod will be back this weekend Sounds like he's going to start either Saturday or Sunday. I think Matt Manning has Friday. The Angels are in town. Of course, right when the Angels come into town, they get Mike Trout back. That's about right. Um, so, uh, But it sounds like he will start. His last two outings in Toledo have been phenomenal. His most recent one was unreal. He went like five and a third with 11 Ks and had an immaculate inning. Like He, he looked very much ready to come back. Uh, We'll see what the pitch count situation is with him. Um, Because you have to remember, even before all the stuff went down, right? Like, like, yes, he just completely went MIA and, and, you know, just dropped off the face of the planet there for, what, two months. But before all that, he originally stopped playing because he was hurt. It all started with an injury. Um, So, we'll see recovering from an injury. Well, he believed that he recovered from the injury months ago and and then he left after his rehab assignment was done. So it's just, it's the first time back from an injury and he hasn't pitched all that much in the last two and a half months, I'm assuming. So uh, we're going to, you know, talking about stretching starters out and getting their arms back to, to full energy with a month and a half left in the season, but he's back and uh, we'll see what happens there and, and we'll see how he looks this weekend um uh we signed him to a four-year deal i'm not big on uh calling contracts like terrible or signings terrible after the first year because uh there have been plenty of signings that after the first year haven't looked that bad and then been really bad and there have been plenty of signings that uh have looked really bad after the first year and then ended up being really good so i am not 
it, it's it's unprecedented. Like everything else that's happened in the eighth inning today, and just in general, stuff we've never seen before, and and a lot of uh, that, you know that's that's about right, as I keep saying. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, we'll see how he looks, and uh, we'll see what the future holds with him. Uh, it'll be an interesting offseason for this team. Incredible interesting offseason. Interesting is a dumb word. It'll be an incredibly fascinating offseason. I'm almost not liking the word fascinating at this point because of how often I just use it as my first replacement. It will be a intriguing offseason, to say the least. Uh, and then the last update is, unfortunately, that Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows. Um, he has officially been removed from his rehab assignment. He's going to get reevaluated in Detroit later this week, I believe. Uh, and then they will rediscuss where to go from here. Apparently he's still not right. He hasn't been hitting very well. Um, I don't, I don't even know anymore. And like, I, I'm not one of those people that's like, this is the worst trade ever because honestly, outside of a ridiculous two week stretch where Isak Paredes hit like 97 homers, he hasn't been that good this year. It's just like people love to overreact to everything. Um, so uh, I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, this is the worst trade of all time because uh, that's honestly ridiculous. But uh, it has certainly been not a great season for Austin Meadows and a very unfortunate one. I'm not going to speculate. People are like, oh, it's a mental thing or, oh, it's – it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's fragile or whatever. Like you're not in the rooms. I'm not in the rooms. We don't know anything. Well, I'm not going to come on here and speculate about that. Um, but I hope he gets back in playing because we could certainly use an all-star caliber bat. That's for sure. So, oh man, what an eighth inning. What a season it has been for the Detroit Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked on MLB. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That's all I got for you. Uh, we'll talk. We'll do something cool tomorrow. I hope. I still, I'm, I'm still brainstorming a few different things. We'll talk about. Haven't had an off day in a while. Uh, and the last couple of off days, I've had player interviews to do, and I don't have one for tomorrow. So uh, we just kind of have a free day to talk about whatever we want. And hopefully we talk about something fun. We'll see. Check back in tomorrow. <laughs> same time, same place, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I uh, will catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.